he got all of that one. Got all of that one. Welcome to In the Rough, a podcast dedicated to golfing in the Treasure Valley and beyond. And beyond. In the Rough is presented by First Tee Idaho, providing accessibility and affordability to golf while teaching our youth respect, integrity, courtesy, perseverance, sportsmanship, honesty, judgment, responsibility, and confidence. First Tee Idaho, because golf is more than a game. What a fantastic day. It is beautiful. We could not ask for better weather. It is uh, our July edition of In the Rough, but a very special one for yeah. a lot, a lot of reasons. Uh, once again, I'm Corey Michaels, along with Nick Blasius, the executive director of First Tee Idaho, a dear friend, an incredible golfer, and what a great mentor, and someone that I'm very proud to call my friend. All right, buddy. Uh, why don't you tell everyone what's going on? We've talked about yeah. this. It just kind of came to us on, I think, what, uh, the like May? A couple episodes ago. I think when we were interviewing Callie Hip, you threw out the idea. You said, let's uh, let's see if we can do a live from episode. And yeah, and here we are. Here we are. Yeah. And it, and it's working. Yeah. So far, so good. I've, uh, I can't tell you how blown away I am with the support we've had for this event. It just kind of yeah. was a an idea um, that was a little bit stolen from uh, the youth on course that do this as a national initiative. But I thought, hey, you know, why can't our chapter just pull this off and get some local people out at one golf course in one day and see how much money we can raise? And initially I thought, you know, if we can get 20 golfers, everybody raises a thousand bucks. There's a quick $20,000 fundraiser. And as it stands today, we've got 19 golfers and we're at about $55,000 raised. 496 different people have donated. Um, just And growing. Yep. Just couldn't be more proud of the golfing community here in the Treasure Valley supporting yeah. this event. Well, it's been incredible. And as Nick had, uh, Nick had mentioned, this this was something that, I mean, there are no new ideas left. Right. It, it's ones that you can steal yeah. and adapt and make your own. Yeah. And what I love was that original concept that Nick uh, that gave Nick the original idea. Uh, that one was everyone kind of doing their thing at their own course and, you know, still great. And they yeah. raised a lot of money. That's awesome. But the way that it is changed into this everyone here together, yeah. uh, sharing and laughing and look at all the smiles on everyone's face. It's been great. We're at Pierce Park Greens and Dave and the whole staff have been incredible as always yeah big shout out to dave parker for you know giving us the space today and letting us do this and supporting the concept and um like you said it's just been it's been so fun we've got great volunteers out here helping my mom came out to come hit lend a hand and nice my wife and we're just having a lot of fun with it you know and everybody's laughing we've had two whole oh, sorry three hole in ones already today two of which by uh recently retired news anchor Mark Johnson. And it's such a small little parcel of land that when somebody makes a hole in one, you can hear it across the golf course. Oh, There's I a bet. lot of hitting yeah. and hollering. So <laughs> it's just been so fun. A lot of great camaraderie with everybody and we're having a good time. To hit one <laughs> is quite the feat. Yeah. To hit two and he's going for three when I just was uh, talking to Mark a moment ago while he stopped by, got his Jimmy John sandwich and got uh, re-energized for the rest. I think they were saying that uh, his 
grouping there. It is around 60 holes out of the 100 at this point. Yeah, we're making our way. So when he makes his way back around, we'll get a chance to chat with him and see if he got that. Well, we'll probably already know if he got the third one. We'll be able to hear. There's no doubt. (laughs) (laughs) Nick, what I don't think he mentioned was that his original goal when he came up with this idea was, man, that'd be great if we could hit 20,000. But if you remember what he do, did say, is he's more around, they're around 56,000. So about to triple yeah. what the original goal was. I think one of the things I'm most proud of with this is just the type of people that are out here. Yeah. You know, we've got the head golf professional from Hillcrest Country Club. We've got the head golf professional at the River Club, an assistant professional from Crane Creek, a bunch of board members, a bunch of business owners, just a really impressive assortment of people that are all extremely passionate about junior golf and growing the game of golf in our great state of Idaho. And, uh, you know, I, I'm happy to call almost all of them just truly great, great friends in my life that have been mentors to me yeah. and them helping us out and helping first TA Idaho out with this event is just, uh, so awesome. Well, we've got a few that are lingering around here uh, behind us, grabbing their sandwiches and uh, some chips and whatnot. How's everyone doing? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Good deal. Uh, so, <laughs> now, Nick, we're Nothing like a hooray with a mouthful of sandwich. Huh? Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> so have you been golfing? Yeah, I've, uh, I took a little layoff. We got uh, Channel 7 News out here, right? Yeah. So I'm going to do a quick interview with them here shortly. But uh, I've already walked. I walked 54 holes myself. We had one of our volunteers, our board members, Craig Naylor, step in and take over for me for a little bit. But, uh, yeah, it's been great so far. A lot of good golf from everybody. All right. And we're going to be catching some of these golfers as they round back to hole number one and keep on going until they hit that magic 100 mark and fulfill their goal of walking and shooting. (laughs) I might be able to walk the 100 holes. (laughs) I think they'd find me somewhere around on, uh, oh, the third hole at around 50 holes or so. (laughs) I'll I'll light over. Right now to talk more about the 100-hole hike, how he's been doing, and his connection to First Tee and the game of golf. Sitting down here with Burke Spensky, who is a local, very successful solid golfer out here giving back to uh, First Tee Idaho for the 100-hole hike. Um, Burke's also a board member for First Tee as of this year, so let's dive in there. What made you want to become a board member for First Tee Idaho other than me calling you and asking you to become a board member for First Tee Idaho? <laughs> Your persistence is, is, uh, is rule number one there. Uh, no, I feel like um, growing up playing golf and being involved with golf since probably I was six or seven years old, I've got a lot from the game of golf, and I think uh, I'll be 41 years old tomorrow, so it's time for me to give back a little bit and help out the younger kids, and hopefully they can learn the values that I learned and get to travel some of the places I have through the game of golf and meet some really influential, awesome people that can change your life. First off, happy early birthday. Thank you. Second, you led right into my next question. So I've gotten to know you for some time now, and I know that golf has taken you all over the country. Right. Grew up in West Virginia, Mm -hmm. played college golf in West Virginia, Mm -hmm. then transferred to Louisiana, Mm -hmm. played for the Raging Cajuns. And it took you all over the country now in Boise, Idaho. So, I mean, maybe you have a quick story or something like that. Or is that, I guess, in a whole, is that your greatest joy from playing the game of golf is just all the people and places you've been able to see? Yeah, I think that was that was the 
big catalyst for me. You know, I grew up in a town that really lost a lot of population and has really been struggling the last 30, 40 years. And um, I wanted to go away. I wanted to see something different. So I actually went to Louisiana first for two years, played for the Raging Cajuns, transferred back home, played and finished my last two years for the Marshall Thundering Herd. So I had a couple of great nicknames there <laughs> in college. And uh, lived in Raleigh, North Carolina, lived in Phoenix, lived in Brooklyn, New York, and then moved here. And uh, yeah, golf has got me... I always had the travel bug as a kid. Um, always wanted to go see as much as I could, meet as many people as I could, play as many golf courses. And by the time I was 30, I'd been to 49 states and about 45 state capitals. I'm a history buff, so... Part of the reason I moved to Boise was stopped in here with a friend who was moving to Portland from Raleigh. He was my next door neighbor, and I wanted to see the blue turf in the state capitol. And we stopped downtown Boise and met all these people in the middle of February that had come into Table Rock Brewing, and they'd been skiing, biking, playing golf, fly fishing, playing tennis in the middle of February. And I thought, man, this is the place. Yeah. I think uh, a lot of people are thinking that these mm-hmm. days. <laughs> Last question for you, Burke, before I let you go and continue on with the 100-hole hike here. First, Idaho, we've got our core values. What is your favorite core value and why? I think responsibility. I mean, we all, we all have fun in life. We all do things. We all make mistakes. But as long as you can, you can own up to your mistakes, um, not be too hard on yourself, um, keep yourself moving forward. I think we get a lot of, we take a lot of flack as adults. We take a lot of flack as kids. We're too hard on ourselves and realize that we're going to make mistakes. And I think owning up to it and um, moving forward and, and growing from your mistakes. So I'd say responsibility. I love that. Golf is a humbling game. There's it no sure question. Is. Pierce Park is a humbling course. <laughs> sure if is. you don't hit the green, you can make a lot of fours and fives out here. <laughs> well, Mark, thanks so much for being here today. Thanks for being a part of First Tee and... Good luck the rest of the way, my friend. Thanks for all you do, Nick. Appreciate you. Absolutely. See, there you go. When we're talking about having a diverse group out here, we've got golf professionals. We've got wonderful business owners, uh, local business owners, and all of them supporting such a great cause. And that is our youth and the great sport of golf. What a fabulous day it's been. And it looks like we're continuing to have people coming around here and going to be rounding back to hole number one, grabbing their sandwich and some refreshments and getting on around. Saw Reed for a moment. Yeah. Who, if you remember, Reed, what an outstanding young man. We talked to him on one of the early episodes. Yeah. And in fact, I think it was like last August. I think so, yeah. Yeah, almost a year ago. And he already had so many great things. But And we talked to him then about how focused he gets. And he was focused when he came by here. I mean, I think he took like a couple of sips of water and then made his way right back around. He's like, nope, I'm a machine. Had Channel 7 News on him, you know. I mean, he was yeah. getting, he was getting his moment of fame. But going back to the interview we did with him, you know, last fall, right? Like, he has a vision for how he wants to play the game and the level he wants to take it to. And it's really cool to see that pay off with him going and playing in the Pure Insurance Championship. You were saying, well, Pebble Beach. Yeah. Great- so, first, he has, you know, some national opportunities, they call them. Uh, one right. of which is the Game Changers Academy in yeah. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And that's for kids that are true leaders in their schools, their communities. And, you know, it's 50% golf, but 50% the life skills component of first tee and then they've Mm -hmm. also got the national opportunity which is a partnership with the senior tour for professional golf they play it at pebble beach and it's called the pure insurance championship and it's just such a great event they only pick 78 kids from around the country to go participate in this and reed was selected this year the first time idaho's ever had a, a person selected so it's very exciting 
I I can't think of a better choice. Yeah. Uh, I mean, honestly. And so hopefully if we can uh, catch him coming around on the next one and it's not this beeline right to the <laughs> back to the hole, he's like, golf, golf, go, go, uh, which is, you know, just who Reed is, just yeah. an outstanding young man. And uh, looks like we've got a, an, our second interview coming up here. Um, sitting down here with Brian Lolly, who is one of the participants in today's 100-hole hike. Brian's a local business owner avid golfer has uh three great young kids two of which are between the ages of nine and 12 now holder uh nine and 16 nine and 16 oh my gosh nine ten and 16 wow so the two youngest i know are currently learning the game of golf what about golf to you yeah what made you want to get your kids involved with golf that was just such a big part of my upbringing um gave me opportunities that i you know normally wouldn't have had growing up where i grew up and family situation and just not, you know, just gave me tons of opportunities for, you know, college scholarships and uh, meeting plenty of professionals, you know, with the game of golf that yeah. helped, you know, throughout my career. So um, I owe a lot back to the game. And so I think, you know, although my kids see me leave a lot for golf, uh, <laughs> which is sometimes kind of a, a little bit of a, an issue, <laughs> I think uh they understand how important it is and how passionate I am about it and uh, what it's provided for me and, you know, just generally how how happy it makes me to, yeah. to have a release away from business and family at some points to, to get out there and, and hit the little egg around. So. so let's talk a little bit more about that, right? So, yes, it got you a college golf scholarship, and it's been playing the game itself has been a big component of your life, but what about golf specifically do you feel like has benefited you as a, you know, business owner or, you know, just a – honestly just a professional in the community um i think just the the values of it a lot like the what the first t stands for mm -hmm. um you know you have to be you know compassionate it's a it's a mental struggle um just as businesses a lot of times and there's adversity every single time you tee it up oh, yeah. um you know just as there is in business and so there's so much that translate between the two that it's it's really incredible how much similar they are but how different at the same time um you know just you know, respect and, you know, looking people in the eye and the, the little things, right, that matter big time in, in business and in, in golf. It just, it teaches such a good lifetime, you know, core value set that I just don't, I, I it's the best game on the planet. Yeah. Well, hands you know, down. You and I agree on that one, my friend. Yep. Last question I have for you, you know, you're a business owner for EGT Solar. Um, obviously for us as a nonprofit, right, getting support from businesses and you know different corporations is is huge to our success so for you as the other end of that as a business owner what does that mean to you i mean why why is it so important for you to support local nonprofits? um you know i've got probably five to ten that i that i genuinely support every single year first yeah. being one of the largest ones that i you know that i definitely carve out uh, a larger chunk for um just because of what the game has provided me i feel like it's my it's a good, it's a great opportunity to give back to something that's given me so much. And I think, you know, if I didn't do that, you know, I wouldn't be doing the game any, I'd be doing the game a disservice is yeah. the way that I look at it. So I think supporting the local, you know, we preach local with our business all the time. We started the business here, you know, we have several out of state competitors that we compete against. And so we push our local message very hard. Um, so supporting local causes and local charities and, you know, I, I specifically try and focus on things that they're helping kids, right? Mm -hmm. Um, that's my, my core focus, um, as a business owner. So I just think it's a great opportunity to, to, you know, put back into the community and, and be able to share and, and help, help kids 
that normally wouldn't have an opportunity to thrive and, and really, you know, show them that there's, there's things they can achieve despite what background they come from and um, what adversities they might face, you know, through their childhood. Well, Brian, thank you so much for being out here today and supporting us and thank you, sir. giving back, my friend. Great event. It's a lot to have thank you out here. Thank you so here. much for having me. Cheers. Well, Nick, it looks like we got him uh, stacking up here to be able to talk on the In the Rough podcast. You know, usually we have, when we're doing it in the the studio, we have a specific guest, maybe a couple of guests together. Usually that's it. Here, like I said, literally, we have a line all stacked up. So let's go ahead and get right into the next one. Okay, now sitting down here with Aaron Corner. Uh, grew up in Montana, moved to Boise several years ago, uh, currently is an assistant golf professional at Crane Creek Country Club. Um, and quick congratulations, uh, most recently, a U.S. Kids top rated instructor instructor for the country. Was that top 50? Top 50, and it's actually worldwide. Oh, my gosh. Yes. So Sorry, uh, sir. It's okay. I, I put a little respect just... on it, but it's, uh, <laughs> no, it's, a, it's very humbling. Um, very, very honored to have that award so in your time at crane creek the last few years you know obviously golf has grown as a result of the pandemic so how have you seen junior golf grow at crane creek country club uh it's been unique because for four or five months there golf was the outlet that was seen as safe yeah uh socially distanced so you know for us as a country club we kind of saw an opportunity to create events and increased participation in our junior programs because we could maintain social distancing and still provide a really fun outlet for kids who are otherwise kept inside. Yeah. That's awesome, man. So last question, what motivates you to be a leader for junior golf in Boise? I mean, especially at Crane Creek, but I know you're very involved with us kids. You're coming on our board of directors for first tee. Like you're very engaged with junior golf. What motivates you to do that? Uh, I just had a, few very passionate coaches uh, through various sports Um, when I was a younger you know uh, middle school junior high type age and they kind of laid the groundwork of an example of what I wanted to be yeah and um, if I can be involved in any way I want to be able to do that because if there's an impact I can make on one kid like my coach did for me uh, I've done something very successful well, I can't thank you enough, my friend, for being out here and all you do for junior golf in Idaho. Uh, you are a true leader. So thanks a bunch, Aaron. Thank you, Nick. Uh, see, there there you go. Golf professionals, just people throughout the community. We're going to hopefully get a chance. I think he's going to be coming around here in just, uh, just a little bit. Talk to Mark Johnson. Now, after a very illustrious career in, uh, in news and with KTVB, uh, he finally retired. And Fun fact about Mr. Mark Johnson. Not only yeah. was he, you know, like you said, an illustrious career as a news anchor, but Mark Johnson was the officiant for my wedding. You're kidding. Dead serious. I did not know yeah. that. He married my wife and I in October in 2018. <laughs> yeah. So I've known Mark pretty well. Uh, I guess golf. so. Yep. <laughs> but golf was what brought us together. You yeah. know, I worked at uh, the River Club and he was a member and we developed a great relationship. And when my wife and I got engaged, it was like, yeah, let's have Mark do it. That's awesome. Yep. Love so. it. All right, let's get to our our next interview. Okay, now we got a good buddy, a friend of First Tee Idaho, a longtime Boisean, played college golf, Mr. Brad Tenson. Let's just start off with, uh, you know, here you are at Pierce Park Greens. Like I asked you this morning, how many rounds do you think you've played out here? I was thinking about this uh, a couple days ago. 
Rough guess was about 2,000. <laughs> I know they uh, proudly display a scorecard in the golf shop that has a course record. What is that course record? Uh, that was uh, 5 under 22. Pretty dang good. Not bad. These greens are about the size of this table that we're recording this podcast on, so um, that's pretty impressive. Well, it was, it was a good day. A long time ago, though. <laughs> so what are some of your fondest memories playing golf at Pierce Park growing up? Uh, well, I was just lucky enough to pretty much grow up across the street, so... You know, probably starting when I was eight or nine, just in the summers, I'd walk down after my parents would go to work, and I'd just hang out here all day long, hit a, hit a bucket of balls, go hang out in the clubhouse, yeah, then come out, play 18 holes, go back in the clubhouse, just bum around the course all day long. Seemed to pay off since you uh, ended up playing college golf at University of Idaho, correct? Yes, that's right. Nice. What years did you play there? Uh, 2006 through 2010. Nice. So let's go back to talking about Pierce Park a little bit. This is a unique facility, right? It's a nine-hole par three golf course. In your mind, you know, what's the importance of having facilities like this throughout Idaho? I just think it creates so much more access to golf to yeah. a lot of people that wouldn't, you know, either don't have time to go to and play 18 holes or are just learning the game. Like, this is just gives them access. Totally. It's a lot of fun, right? Oh, and, you know, the course is tons of fun. I mean, it's challenging for the best players and playable for beginners. I know everybody thinks, right? Oh, par three course. I'm pretty good. I'm going to go tear this thing up. And then they play the first two holes and they realize, okay, here we go. You know, I just made a couple fours pretty quick. (laughs) Um, And one more thing I'd like to congratulate you on is uh, you're a new father. I am. How old's baby girl now? Uh, Just about one. So it's been a whirlwind, but been awesome. So first question, will you want your daughter to get into golf and why? Uh, I would love her to be into golf and we'll make sure she has the opportunity to do so. But what is it about golf? Do you feel like it's important for juniors to learn the game? I just think there's so many, you know, as the first tee represents the, the skills of life. I mean, yeah. there's just so many parallels to life and what you're going to have to go through in the journey totally. and the ups and downs and fun and good bad stuff along the way. Exactly. It's it's quite the ride, just like playing nine holes at Pierce Park Greens. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Brad, thanks so much for being out here and uh, supporting the first Seattle 100 hole hike today. It means a lot. And uh, thanks so much, pal. All right. Thanks, Nick. Cheers. All the guests, all the camaraderie that is going on all, all around us here, it is outstanding. And it's all for one common goal. And that's our kids, the sport of golf. And, uh, you know, just the smiles. Yeah. I mean, look around. There's not. Okay. There, there was one guy that had a few shanks. <laughs> he wasn't looking so happy. Yeah. But, <laughs> but other than that, everybody's having a great time. Yeah. I, and I think he is. <laughs> his too. <Yep. laughs> but uh, it's, it's been, uh, yeah, it, it's been such a. A perfect day here at Pierce Park for the 100-hole uh, hike. And I think, okay, so you wanted or you were hoping for $20,000 for first tee yep. of Idaho uh, through this first year of the 100-hole hike. And, well, at last count, we were somewhere approaching up towards uh, 60000 mm-hmm. so three times as much, about 500 folks that have given individual donations along the way. So with doing that, have you even had a chance to process what next year could be? No, not no, yet. I, you know, but, that's okay. Um, Enjoy this moment. No, I am. But, and, you know, I mean, my the wheels are turning a little bit as far as, you know, ways we can continue to improve it and make this an even bigger event. And, I, you know, 
Yeah. Sky's the limit, I suppose. I I think so. <laughs> We've got a committee member over here saying twice as much, twice as much. <laughs> <laughs> so we dream we dream big at First Idaho, and we try to achieve those goals. Yep. And uh, and so far, you not only achieve, you have excelled and as a group, and I say you, but yes, you are the catalyst. You are the the face out there uh, of First Tee Idaho. But it is, it's all the kids, it's all the parents, it's the, the board members, the, you know, and the community at large that makes this happen and ha- this is as passionate of a fan base and donor base of any organization and I've worked with hundreds over the years yeah. and I-, I can't think of one that's a whole lot more passionate yeah, than I mean, this group. We've mentioned it so many times on the podcast just how unique of a golf community it is here mm-hmm. in the Treasure Valley in Idaho and you know it's so cool to see everybody come together and join in to be a part of an event like this you know what yes it was an idea i had but the reason it's so successful is because of the collective effort from everybody involved you know and i i just can't be more proud to be have those people involved in this event yeah and it, exactly and with all of that said uh one, another one of those uh, incredible supporters of first tee idaho and of the hundred hole hike is uh, coming up now for our next interview Awesome. Sitting down here with uh, Sam Houston, the head golf, prof- head golf professional at the River Club. Um, fun fact, Sam Houston gave me my first opportunity as a golf professional back in 2012. Sam, thanks so much for being out here today yeah. supporting the 100-hole hike. Yeah, this is awesome. Uh, great day, you know, raising a lot of money for a good cause, so it's kind of fun. Yeah, so first question, you know, what motivates you to be a golf professional at a country club slash, you know, what are the biggest joys of working in the golf industry for you? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I think just growing the game and getting kids involved and, and older people involved that just haven't played. And, and uh, you know, just the day-to-day operations, showing up at the golf course and hanging out with, with people that are enjoying themselves at the facility. And, um, yeah, it's just it's rewarding, you know, to, yeah. to get around those kind of people and kind of... Sorry, don't mind Joe Panzeri as he walks through here, a past uh, podcast guest. So, second question, at what age did you start playing golf and what got you interested? Yeah, so I grew up in Iowa um, and we belonged to a club, Des Moines Golf and Country Club. Um, And so, just as a young kid, I I remember going out to the club and there was a young assistant at the time named Scott Howe. He's now the head golf pro there at the club, so he's been there a long time. Um, So, that was kind of the first part, just playing with my dad and my brother and and getting out there on the weekends. I did a lot of other sports, but always kind of played golf with my dad. And, and then we moved out to Boise and, and um, just Jerry Bro at Hillcrest. Um, went through the whole junior program with him nice. um, while we were here for a few years. And then we ended up moving back to um, back to Iowa just for a little bit. And so, um, but yeah, just, um, you know, kind of those people and, and you know, um, just playing with them and enjoying it and getting out on the weekends and just making a lot of friends, you know. I think that's a constant theme for a lot of people here is that golf is always something they've done with their family. You know, it's something I look back on and playing a lot of golf with my dad growing up. It's just some of my fondest memories. And so I think that's one of the greatest joys about golf is not the, necessarily the competitive aspect, but the relationships you build. For sure. You know, I've uh, made a ton of friends and, and uh, just continue to have some really good relationships strictly by meeting them on the golf course and, you know, taking golf trips and, and stuff like that with a bunch of, you know, guys and uh, it's, it's just been awesome. Yeah. 
Well, awesome. Thanks so much, Sam, for being out here. It's great. I mean, obviously, the membership of the River Club has supported you like crazy for this effort today. And yeah. so I can't thank you enough for being out here. Yeah, it's been awesome. And, you know, you're doing a good job getting all the guys out here. So it's been it's been great. Awesome. Thanks, Thanks buddy. buddy. Thank you very much. Nick, great job. You can tell with each one of our, our guests, Nick is, it's not just a, this isn't a job for Nick. This is, this is a passion, and he intimately knows their name. He knows about them. He has spent time, and these are relationships that have been built through First Tee of, of Idaho, and it takes that kind of passion. So I thank you, my friend, for all you've done in just the couple of years so far yeah. that you've been with First Tee. Coming up on three years in September. And, um, you know, that was the last comment I was going to make is, yes, these are all First Tee supporters. Yes, they are all involved in golf in some way. But um, I am very proud to say that they're all my friends, first and foremost, right? Yeah. And then being out here, golf is the common thread there. But you know, I'd, I'd call them a friend before I call any of them a donor or a golf partner or right. a previous boss or anything like that. Right? It's a friend that happens to be all those things. Exactly. Yes. And it's all because of the game of golf. And so to be in this position to be able to give back and have an impact on golf in Idaho is uh, beyond enjoyable. And yeah. I can't say I love my job enough. Well, and it was definitely a family affair for Nick today, too. Yeah. You know, <laughs> uh, his mom just left. Yeah. Uh, a few minutes ago, and uh, it, it, wife has been running around like yeah. a mad woman. She's keeping, our beverage cart gal. Yeah, know. oh yeah, <laughs> and uh, making sure everyone is happy, taken care of, and it just, uh, that's that's what this is all about. And if you've been a part of First Tee for any amount of time, then you already know that. We're just speaking preaching to the choir here mm. but for anyone who is just checking out the podcast uh who's just checking out the program for your kids this this is the program this is the community that you're getting your child involved in and we've got another one of those community members supporters <laughs> and above all friends yeah someone that i've been honored to call friend and in my you know, 35 years in, in radio broadcasting and uh, 20 that I'd been here in Idaho before retiring. Uh, I get to say my my friend who has been in the in the valley as well and uh, throughout Idaho here for ever. And I met him uh, shortly after I moved here in 2002. And he is coming up next. Let's dive right in. Let's do it. The man that has made two hole-in-ones today at the First Tee Idaho 100-hole hike. How many holes have you played now? Uh, how many holes have we played? 68 holes. 68 holes, holes with two hole-in-ones. You know what's amazing is I had one on Father's Day at yeah. the River Club. Okay. So today with these two, that's three holes in one. Wow. Three weeks. That's a trifecta. And my first one ever after 40 years of playing serious golf, my first one ever this year. And now I feel followed up with two. But they what, come in waves, don't they, MJ? But what you haven't yet heard was that I've also hit five shanks today. <laughs> well, it was four a little bit ago, so now it's five. <laughs> five shanks. Two holes in one, five shanks. It's funny, MJ. Don't stand next to me. <laughs> we're, we're interviewing a lot of people today, and now we've got Mr. Mark Johnson sitting down here in the chair. Such a natural. The retired news anchor. 
just sits back, throws the mic on, crosses the legs. He just feels comfortable in front of the mic, doesn't he? So, MJ, you were a founding it's weird, charter... though, doing <laughs> an interview without wearing makeup. I, I, it's uh, 40 years of wearing man makeup. I, I don't feel... I feel naked. I'll attest. You, you look good. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Um, so, you were a founding charter member of First Sea Idaho back in 2005. Yes. Yes. I, I 2005. Was, Can you believe it's I been 17 years? Charter member. And it was right here where it all started. Dirk Kempthorne, then the governor, kicked everything off here. Cool. Um, and we had guys from the, at that time, the Nike tour. Okay. Including a guy by the name of Bubba Watson. Oh, yeah. Who Familiar was here name. at per- Pierce Park. And it was eye-opening to see his interaction with the kids, asking the kids to look themselves in the eye shake the hand of the guy next to them, ask them their name, then ask them to hit a shot, and then ask the guy that watched the kid hit the shot to say, nice shot. (laughs) Simple, right? Had never happened before. Yeah. And then Bubba got up and hit balls over the fence 340 yards away, over the fence into the yards. I'm sure the neighbors loved that. (laughs) Right? They did love it. So, MJ, you volunteer for a lot of nonprofits, right? Extremely embedded in the community. Um, So, you know, for you, talking about First Tee specifically, I know you just gave a quick story, but what is the importance of having an organization like First Tee in this community in 2022? Like I always say, you know, a lot of these kids are single family, single parent, come from single parent families that uh, a lot of times they don't know the life skills. They don't know honesty, sportsmanship, looking somebody in the eye, shaking their hand, saying please and thank you, that sort of thing. Life skills that you and you take for granted, that I take for granted, these kids are learning through the first T. And it's really a maturity thing, teaching these kids through using, as I say, the vehicle of golf to learn those nine life skills. Yeah. And, you know, just honesty. If you made a, a four, you can't write three. Yeah. And it's just, you know, what do you do when no one's looking? Right. That's what First T is about. And it's teaching these kids these life lessons that a lot of them otherwise wouldn't get. Yeah, I totally agree. Well, MJ, thank you for being here today and supporting this event. And congratulations on your now three hole-in-ones. It seems like retirement's working out pretty well for you. You're getting to work on your golf game a little bit more. And Let's, uh, let's focus on the holes-in-one and not the five shakes. <laughs> we'll, we'll cut that out. Yeah, we'll cut that part out. Isn't that amazing? Golf is like life. I always say <laughs> golf is like life. You've got some successes yeah. in, in life, and then you've got some failures. Yeah. It's about how you come back from the failure. <laughs> Celebrate the successes. Yeah. Which I did. Yes, we heard you. <laughs> I screamed pretty loud. Yeah, we were on the other side of the golf course. We heard you. And then, you know what? Learn from your failures and yeah. go forward. Another life's lesson that the First Tee of Idaho teaches. And thank you, Nick, yeah. for what you're doing for these kids. And Corey helping out with the podcast, which is fantastic. And uh, am I getting paid for this? <laughs> We'll discuss that offline. Okay, thank you. Mark, you are one of a kind, my friend. Uh, thank you. Even in retirement, this is, so this wasn't, uh, this wasn't something that, that Mark has done just when he was a news anchor and because of all of that and to cover a story. Now, you can tell with every organization that I've seen, uh, Mark 
do, whether it's emceeing an event, uh, coming out and being a part of it, it wasn't because of his job. And he's proving it still now in retirement. He could be just off on a beach somewhere, him, the wife, and uh, <laughs> loving life. And I, I think they've been doing that as well. But still giving back to these causes and these people and these kids, still such a huge part of his life. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he's yeah. had such a lasting impact on so many nonprofits in the Church Valley. Yes. First Idaho is very happy to call him a friend. Yeah, and I am as well. We're coming close towards the end here of the very first uh, hundred hole hike. And let's see, who do we have coming up next? Okay, now we've got uh, Brett Kleinkoff, the head golf professional from Hillcrest Country Club out here supporting this event today. Um, first and foremost, thank you for being out here. Uh, the support we've gotten from Hillcrest Country Club has been just amazing. Um, so real quick bio on you. He grew up in Twin Falls, Idaho as an avid golfer. Definitely. Played, played yeah. golf at Boise State. So what about junior golf? Playing, Growing up playing golf, what did junior golf mean to you? Um, you know, it's easy to look back now and realize what it was. Um, at the Muni where we grew up, junior golf was just a big component. There was always kids out there. I mean, any given day we went out, we had anywhere from 10 to 20 kids. Yeah. All age, group, age groups. I didn't start till I was 10, but it wasn't uncommon for me to be out there playing with a bunch of high school kids. Right. So... A lot of mentorship there that way, um, and we were there all day, every day. Yeah. And, you know, being able to play, practice, work on the game. At the time, it was just so much fun, but learning that we're communicating with other people. Yeah. We're networking. We're, um, we're learning a skill that otherwise took us into, the, into our future part of our lives. But, um, I don't know, it just means everything. And now to be able to give back a little bit and support junior programs like the First Tee, it's everything. Yeah. Um, you know, just, this just opens up doors for, for all these kids and sets them up in ways that they don't even realize yet, which is fantastic. All, everything you were talking about there really led into my next question. It's kind of broad. I was just going to ask, how has the game impacted your life? But while you were answering that question, I thought of something that, you know, you are one of, let's see, four people here today that are still lucky enough that love the game from a, you know, young age decided to pursue a career in the game of golf, yep. you know, how, what made you want to jump into being a golf professional and working in the golf industry? Um, you know, for me, when I was getting done with college at Boise State, clearly there was a thought to go pro, um, but I never pursued it. Right. And to jump into the club side and realize, I mean, for me, I quickly realized that, you know, being able to give clinics, adult, juniors, um, individual lessons, and to be able to see the progress that students start to make, um, it was much more gratifying and satisfying for me um, than I ever would have imagined. Yeah. And, you know, that's the side of it that I really love. And, you know, working in the shop, you're working in an industry that's, you, know, you get long hours and there's supposedly, it's a really tough gig to get in, but I still don't believe that. I mean, right. we do what we love. That's yeah. why we do it. So no question. It's fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's funny when I was a golf professional at a country club working for you, in fact, you know, all my friends, oh, with, you're a, with us, with you, <laughs> you were a great mentor to me, but you know, I had all my friends, oh, Nick's a golf pro. Nick just goes to work and golfs all day. That is not the case, right? It's, it's a business, you know, there is a business within the game of golf and you're deeply embedded in that, you know, running Hillcrest Country Club, the golf department and, you know, being a board member for the Rocky Mountain section PGA. I mean, golf has encapsulated your life, right? I mean, so thank you so much for being here, Brett. Um, 
you mean a lot to me, you mean a lot to First Tee, and uh, cheers, man. Thanks well, for being thank here. thank you, and congrats on, you know, the maiden voyage of this thing. It's going to be one of many. Yeah. And what a great start, and I'm so proud to be part of it, and you're doing great. Keep up the good work, and let's, uh, let's go make a few more hole-in-ones. Let's try. <laughs> Thanks, pal. Thank you. Thank you very much for, for joining us. We'll let you get back out there and finish up your last couple of rounds uh, around here to get your 100 holes in for the 100-hole hike. And, well, here we go. Our, uh, our limo driver of the, uh, of the greens, uh, <laughs> also known as Nick's wife, is uh, zooming right around, bringing, uh, bringing someone up around from the ninth hole, uh, back around to get started here for the first hole. And it uh, looks like maybe uh, bringing in our next guest as well. All right. Coming fresh off the ninth hole, we've got yep. Mr. Reed Hoppick here uh, celebrating some recent successes. Reed, why don't you tell us about uh, some news that you got for everybody? Yeah. So I, a few months ago, I applied to the uh, Pure Insurance Pro-Am at Pebble Beach, and I was I got the email last week that I was I'd been accepted. And then they announced it on the Golf Channel officially on Tuesday. That's awesome. So, I was watching live, my friend. I had the Golf Channel up in my office. I was, I was watching. And I was here <laughs> practicing, and then I just went in. And you did record it, didn't you? I took a picture of it, and I think my mom recorded it. Okay, good. Well, congratulations, buddy. <laughs> Thank you. Thank it was kind of cool. We, last week I had somebody said, hey, I'm not going to be there for a little while, as I mentioned earlier. And, you know, I thought, you know, let's invite Reed. Let's get yeah. Reed out there. Let's celebrate this, you know? And so, gosh, Reed's been out here. He's on the podcast day. We had Channel 7 News out here. Yeah. It's a big day, Mr. Hoppick. Yeah. How many birdies have you made today? I think uh, about 15. Oh, you got 12, three more than me right now. Okay, three more. I got some catching up to do. <laughs> and now, Reed, we were uh, talking earlier because you were on, I want to say it was either the second or third podcast for in the rough so almost a year ago i think it was last august and you know you impressed me i mean nick's already known you for so long and but in that podcast i, I you've just impressed me so much and how focused you were and we were talking about that and as you had rounded from a uh, whole nine back around to one just a little while ago which was not very long ago by the way so you were blazing through the holes uh you had the the most determined look on your face i could I, you know it was like get out of the cart and you were like just beeline back up to the the tee box and ready to keep going yeah so you're gonna, are you gonna stick it out for all 100 holes today i think so out of boy we gotta get those legs legs nice and strong for pebble beach don't we I know. Yeah. you know everybody <laughs> out here is carrying they've got the little bags they're carrying about three clubs in their putter I look at Reed. He's got his full bag. This is like a training day for him. You know, he's got he's got the, he's got all fourteen clubs in there. He's like, nope, I'm not taking anything out of here. This is mm -hmm. a good good workout today. Yeah. Well, thanks, Reed, for being out here. Um, congratulations on your recent success. Absolutely. We can't wait to have you on the podcast again. Sometimes it's off season. Hear about the event, right? It's coming yeah. up in September. Yep. So I want a little feedback. I hope you get a good pairing. Maybe you'll get yeah. like uh, Jim Furyk or somebody. Who knows? Yep. Crazier, cool. crazier things have happened. Yep. All right, Reed. 
Man, enjoy the rest of the day, my friend, and always good to see you. And uh, like I said, like Nick said, uh, you need to come back. So probably either if we do a later one in September or the October edition of In the Rough, and you'll have to come back and tell us all about it. We get to live vicariously through you. All right. I got to get back out there, too, finish my 100 holes. All right. All right. Well, you know, here we are. It's been going since what time did the first tee off? Whew. We shotgunned everybody at 7 a.m. We had some okay. 6, 6.50 a.m. quick announcements, and everybody was on their hole by 7 a.m. So it's been a, it's been a, quite the jaunt today. Yeah. And it's, uh, I know you still have to finish because we've taken the time here yep. to, to sit down and I appreciate it uh, because, you know, what would this podcast be without both of us? Right. Really? Yeah. And so it was uh, nice to be able to steal Nick away for the in the rough, uh, knowing that he still got to go out and uh, burn through, what, about 40? Yep. <sighs> got to get back out there. Got to keep the legs moving. <laughs> I think everyone else is uh, now. Nick could be out here all by himself <laughs> at this point, uh, you know, because it looks like everyone else has been finishing up. Uh, Reed got a Ooh, nice Reed shot. Reed there tight, didn't he? Yeah, Good shot, buddy. Good deal. Nice job, Reed. All right, and to everyone, all the participants that ha- have been out here. Uh, for all of the donors, for you, for listening, supporting First Tee, the kids, the parents, the community. On behalf of myself, Corey Michaels, and Nick Blasius, executive director and all-around great dude uh, with First Tee of Idaho, your kids could not be in better hands than with First Tee of Idaho. And I know we say it all the time. But here's the thing. I really came into this podcast a year ago, uh, an outsider that knew about First Tee. I had heard about it. I was a fan of what it was about. But in this last year, learning more, uh, getting to know uh, Nick and the rest of the, the employees and board members that I've met, I, you know, I, w- I went from just really uh, in being happy that that program was available to being an uber fan yeah of first tee of idaho it's been fun i mean all the success we've experienced the last couple of years and doing this podcast with you the last year i mean this yeah. is our 13th episode now right? yes it we've is officially had a year of podcasting yeah look at us and uh, and our very first one on location to kick off i guess what you would say season two yeah of first from. tee idaho's uh in the rough well, buddy, any any final words before we wrap this one up, and then we'll uh, be able to go over all the final numbers and everything on the, uh, I guess, on the August yeah. edition. Uh, first off, thank you for all you do for this podcast. Oh, um, absolutely. I mean, obviously, I just show up, uh, do the interviews, <laughs> and then I leave, and you do all the behind-the-scenes work. So I can't thank you enough for what you do for this. I'm honored. And helping get this out there. And two, you know, um, I'm just blown away. I mean, we're over 500 different people that have donated to this event today. Um, it's just, it's amazing. Amazing support from our golf community here in yeah, Boise. It's humbling. It is. It's totally humbling yeah. and also eye-opening just how great the world is. So thank you for this. Thanks well, for this great episode. And with, you know, with, with all the news right there in the palm of our hands anymore, uh, you don't have to go and look for news uh, it's it's the immediacy of, of news in our world is uh, staggering. And unfortunately, not all the time 
and rarely is it really focused on all the good. And if you just focus on that, you would think the world is a pretty horrible place. Mm-hmm. And there are so many horrible things and people and this and that. Well, you know what? I choose not to focus on those. Focus on all the good, the good people. And I still say, and I will leave this rock saying, we have a whole lot more good in this world than bad. And we're proving it. You're proving it right here and every single day. No question in my mind. And today is an absolute testament of that. All right. Cheers, Corey. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, for uh, supporting and being a part of it. And we will talk in August for our next episode of In the Rough.